my father, who is now no longer with us, Paul Marshall, was a very famous copyright music attorney. And he had a, a series of very famous clients that I was very privileged to get to know and grow up around. And one of them was Whitney Houston. And my mother was doing, and I was her photo assistant back in the early 80s before wow. Whitney was famous. Yeah. And we did a lot of photographs of Whitney. And my mother has a book called Young Whitney, which is now for sale, which is the history of Whitney Pryor. And you probably have seen a ton of these pictures that have been there. And um, Sissy actually came to my father and said, who was known, he had many clients like Clive Davis and a lot of the record companies said, can you help my daughter? And it was my father who helped set up auditions. Hello, listeners, and welcome again to Razzle Dazzle Radio. And what a razzle and dazzle we have on the show today, all about what, where you can go to see music and theater and dance and all the arts this summer in Colombia. So Judy, tell us about the guests we have. I would love to tell you about our guests. And yes, we're going to give them some razzle dazzle today because we really have razzly dazzly guests. And so back by popular demand is our executive director of the Columbia Festival of the Arts and the Columbia Film Festival and so much more. And that would be Robert Neal Marshall. And he has so much good news to tell us about what's coming back this summer. And on top of that, I have the Chief Advancement Officer of the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, Allison Burr-Livingston. We have three names today. Anyway, and I'm so happy. She's got some really special news that she wasn't quite ready to share when I asked her back in April, but I think she might be able to share it today. And so... Let's get started and hear all about summer 2023. So, Robert, I'm going to start in with you. So tell us what can we expect and how soon can we expect it as the Columbia Festival of the Arts opens up? Well, thank you, guys. It is always an honor and a tremendous pleasure to be here on Razzle Dazzle Radio. It, you know, we always say our, our slogan for the Columbia Festival of the Arts is your summer starts here. But I feel like, no, when we do Razzle Dazzle Radio, that tells us our summer starts here. So, you know, we 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 had a couple challenging years like we have all been through. And last year, for the first time in two years, we were able to come back live to the lakefront with our nonstop lake fest. And of course, we are coming back live and in person again. Lake Fest, Columbia Fest of the Arts opens up on uh, Friday, June 16th. And we have the three-day weekend, the 16th, the 17th, the 18th. This year, a very special Sunday Juneteenth celebration that is going to be with uh, the third down by the waterfront, Laura Bacon and her team. And we have some incredible artists like Delfeo Marsalis performing on that day. And we have both Friday, Saturday and Sunday, a tremendous lineup of, of international musicians, jazz, um, classical, pop, you know, everything for the families. We have, of course, our traditional juried uh, fine arts and craft show, which I know is always very popular. We have all sorts of uh, food and, and, and dancing, and we have other interesting art exhibits. We are bringing back, uh, supported by the Horizon Foundation, our emotional support sculpture, 
which mm. is really fascinating. If you haven't seen it, it was it was designed by Dale Rodifer, who is one of our our key technicians. Actually, it is this sculpture where people can actually put messages of how they're feeling and what their emotions are, and post these onto the sculpture for everyone to see and participate. And every day there's new sculptures and they, the pieces fit together like life and our emotions fit oh, together. Wow. So this is remarkable. And then with the Columbia mm -hmm. Art Center, we also have this beautiful umbrella exhibit that is sponsored. We had it last year. All these umbrellas are painted with different designs and you, you just see them lining the waterfront. And of course, our partners, the Columbia Association, and we're working with Meriwether Lakefront, Lake House Hotel. We are working with Howard Hughes as well, and all of our partners, Meriwether Post Pavilion, Ian Kennedy and his wonderful team at the Meriwether Arts and Cultural Center. So this season's really about partnerships. And that's why I'm so excited that you have Allison on as well when 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 Allison gets her turn to talk because of all the work that we we really are excited. And apart from the immediate three day Lake Fest, if I may, the following week, we have several really key special productions and performances. We have something called the Moth Project, which is going to be a part of the Columbia Fest. Uh, this is going to be on June 20th at the Howard County Conservancy. And this is so cool there. It's all about moths, but the life cycle and the ecology and how we are so interconnected. And there's music that is played, this couple in projections. It's really unique. And of course, we're known for our live, unique spectacle productions. We are bringing back Stoop Storytelling, which is going to be on the 23rd at Horowitz Center at the Smith Theater. And of course, we're bringing back our Columbia Film Festival. We said originally over 40 films, but I think it's over 50 now. And that is going to be virtual from the 20th through the 24th. You can watch it online, get an all festival pass. And we have one special fifth anniversary celebration that's going to be at the Horowitz Center on Saturday, the 24th, celebrating our Maryland artists. And we're going to have a live talk back and a special reception. And I think that kind of covers... Oh, and Guster, Guster with Meriwether, the youth orchestra. And I, I don't know, Allison, are you involved with that one as well? Not officially, but so excited that the Howard County Youth Orchestra students get yes. to perform live on the stage at Meriwether Arts and Cultural Center. It's a, it's maybe easier to call it the MAC now, right? I love that acronym. It's a little bit easier to roll off the tongue. Yeah, but that's so, great. Um, I love the new name because I think it really speaks to their desire to bring amazing arts and culture in addition to amazing performances of all kind into the heart of Columbia. But I will be in the audience. Well, what is a FOMO to do? You know, a fear of missing out person like myself to get this all in. So help us out. So how can we kind of get one listing so that we can see all of it so we can match it to our date book? Absolutely. Well, first of all, you can go to our website, uh, the Columbia yep. Festival. It's just columbiafestival.org. And you okay. will find a newly designed, beautifully designed by Mason Associates. Uh, they, they have worked with us for years and um, they are great partners and co-sponsors. But um, they've redesigned our website with a beautifully easy to access interactive website that lists all of these different events. So you can find a full listing there. We are also working with the Columbia Mall and the Columbia uh, Association, where we're co-hosting their Lakefront Live performances as well throughout the summer. Uh, Dave Simmons, our programming director, has done a remarkable job of, of coordinating and making this all happen. There's a display at the Columbia Mall with our 
printed um, trifolds. So if oh, you happen to go through them all, you can pull out a trifold. And we also have that will be distributed at our info booth on the, the, the lakefront weekend, a full brochure that has all of the listings of all of the artists. So there are many ways you can find out about what to do. Oh, great, because there's just so much going on. I just don't <laughs> want to miss any of it. And to the point of Stoop Storytellers, I was so happy. Or Snoop, is it uh, Stoop? Yeah. Stoop, that Stoop, you, sorry. Yes. Yeah. I was so happy that they're coming back to Columbia. So a small rumor has it that I might just speak in it because I love that it's about uh, neighborhoods, community and cultures and all that. So I'm really thinking about creating a story about living between two neighborhoods, which is Baltimore and Columbia, my two favorite places in the world. So anyway, but thank you for everything, Robert. I mean, it's just an amazing season. Let's capitalize on your word partners, since now we have Allison here. You gave us a great segue. I met Allison on my Baltimore radio show, which is Be More Good News. And during the pandemic, when there could not be an audience, the Baltimore Symphony actually took pictures of the Huns and they made little portfolios of them, cardboard versions of us and put them in a virtual audience. It was so crazy and fun. And uh, so I got to meet her that way. And uh, we just keep bumping into each other. So I knew we were meant to meet. We also Indeed. met at the um, the holiday show, which was love letter a love letter to Baltimore, which the Baltimore Huns made a cameo in to support their love for the city. So then I saw you at another function that Ian Kennedy invited us to. So three times a charm. Allison, I'm thrilled to have you. So tell us about what's going on and then how this partnership is evolving. Yeah, well, it's so wonderful to be here with you and Robert. It's so long overdue that we are making an official acquaintance. And how better could that happen on Razzle Dazzle Radio? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, perfect. Um, and Judy, again, it's been wonderful to bump into you. And I wish I'd bumped into you on the actual stage of the Meyerhoff when you and our Huns were helping to guide us through that holiday spectacular. You were fabulous. And again, my daughter, that's a standing moment of that concert in terms of my daughter's memory and the fact that she got to wear a boa and leave with a little piece of custom Hun jewelry at the end of that show. <laughs> again, the BSO is for everyone. But, but yes, we are so excited to be um, able to now share officially that we are coming back to Howard County in a big way and re-envisioning this longstanding partnership that we've had with Meriwether. Again, Ian and his team are absolutely fabulous. We had our first performance at Meriwether of the full orchestra last year as part of our Music for Maryland statewide touring, which is bringing the orchestra to every single county across the state over a three-year period. So we're going to be on the road a lot this summer. Very excited to note that we're ending the summer and kind of eking a little bit into the fall with a return to Meriwether. So we're going to be bringing Philadelphia's beloved underdog story live to the big screen with the orchestra performing the score to Rocky live in concert oh, at Meriwether. So it, the date is set. It's Wednesday, September 13th at seven o'clock. Tickets are available on Ticketmaster. You think about Rocky and actually it has an incredible score and it's such a fun thing to see a film that we all love on a big screen, which you can't really see it on a big screen anymore, right? And to have all of the sounds stripped out whereby the orchestra is performing that live, right? You really get a new appreciation for the finesse, the expertise and the magic of film music. And so it's going to be wonderful to bring that to life on stage at Meriwether in September and hopefully to see a full house, both 
inside and lawn seats. It's all available for sale. Oh boy, I would say get your tickets now. That's fantastic. So that's the good news. I love it. That's that exciting. Is, that is that really, really exciting. Is. And it's actually, Toby's Dinner Theater did a fabulous version of Rocky. Carolyn and I saw it together and we were really pleasantly surprised because we really didn't know how a theater in the round was going to handle it. And it was amazing. So You've got a lot of audience just from, you know, the excitement from that as well. So, well, we're excited. Again, it's it's wonderful. We really are committed together with Ian and the Merriweather team and so many partners like Robert and everyone else to make the BSO an annual part of the Merriweather calendar. So this is the next iteration of that and to bring the orchestra in many more ensemble forms into Columbia and into Howard County. This past um, weekend on Mother's Day, we had 200 young families, babies and toddlers, ages six months to three years, sitting on stage at the Chrysalis for a music box concert, are actively looking at how to put that back on the schedule for next spring. And I think there's some conversation about the BSO partnering as part of Howard County Pride Day in the fall as well. So hopefully I'll be able to be back and share even more good news, Howard County style in, in episodes to come. I can't think of a better partnership for sure. I mean, and again, we have, with all the beauty that we have out here, and now as you called it, MAC, <laughs> I like that, that acronym. Yes, let's spread it out and fill it back up again. I live right near Meriwether, and it was so sad to me during the pandemic to walk over and just see the empty ghost town, you know, and so now let's definitely fill it. So, well, also, Allison, tell us some other happenings with the symphony that are going on in Baltimore and surrounding area too, because in Columbia, we do come out of Columbia once in a while. Like I said, I spent half my days in the city and half here. So I love it. Well, as, as you, as you mentioned, Judy, we have a wonderful full summer calendar of activities here at the Meyerhoff. We just announced our summer season with some special guests, including County Executive Calvin Ball, alongside our Governor Wes Moore and the First Lady and many other special friends. Highlights of that summer season happening in Baltimore City at our Baltimore home include a concert that is a celebration of the 50th anniversary of hip hop, a concert that is bringing the voice to life, the music of Whitney Houston, and some other special moments, including our next iteration of our Harry Potter live in concert concerts. That was what we did last year at Meriwether, the first Harry Potter. We're bringing Harry Potter 6, The Half-Blood Prince, live in concert to the Meyerhoff this summer. So if you can't get enough of your fill of Harry Potter films, we are your place for that. But again, we're also going on the road. We are bringing the orchestra to eight counties this summer. So that includes Garrett County, Allegheny County, and St. Mary's on our further field west and eastern shores. But we're also going to be bringing the orchestra to Carroll County, to Frederick County, to Cecil County, and, and many more locations closer to home. So it's very easy to make a little bit of a, a, a journey around the state with us. Maryland is a beautiful state, and it is wonderful to actually be a tourist in your own backyard, and we invite you to join us for that. And of course, it wouldn't be the start of summer from a BSO perspective without our Star Spangled Spectacular celebrations. We will be back at Oregon Ridge in Baltimore County on the 3rd. We are going to be back in partnership, again, very important word, partnership with the City of Baltimore, the Baltimore Office of Promotion Arts and Waterfront Partnership, at the at Rashfield at the Inner Harbor and preparing presenting a free concert that will also accompany the return of city fireworks on the 4th of July in Baltimore. So please make sure you join us for that. And then we kick off our official state tour with another patriotic program in Harford County at the arena uh, as part of Harford County Community College. 
wow, you have been busy. <laughs> that is just at the, at the BSO. It is a 24-7 gig. I, I mean, so, you know, if there's a silver lining to the pandemic, it's that, you know, we got more creative and we're bringing out more and we're reaching more people. And I just love this partnership connection because that's what we have to do. And, and certainly from a deeper point of view, if we haven't learned anything, I hope we've learned connection. So that, that just makes my heart sing that uh, so many things are happening. I'm loving the fireworks in Baltimore. So that's the ones I'll be going to, I have to say. <laughs> well, it is a wide open invitation. I think our concert starts at eight o'clock and then we will accompany the fireworks, um, which is a very fun thing and hopefully amplify the sounds of the orchestra all around the Inner Harbor Promenade. So even if you can't see us, you'll know that we're there through loudspeakers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. So, Robert, just looking ahead, not to confuse people, but because there's much more that the Festival of Arts does, and most people think it's just a summertime program. So talk right. about that a little bit. Well, again, our, our partnerships, so we, we're working with Colorburst Park, so there's there's a lot of programming in the works um, that will be announced that we're working with, again, with Ian and with Howard Hughes and bringing lots of entertainment we are, again, helping with the programming as a partner for the Lakefront Live series, I believe every month right through till October. So we are partners with that. And, uh, you know, as, as time goes on, we're looking to expand those partnerships and and ways that we can expand what we do. And Allison, yes, you and I off, offline, I'd love to talk to you more. And um, before the show is over, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about the Whitney Houston thing, because I've got some special background to share with you on that. Perfect. So. It's well, actually, go ahead right now. I would love to hear it. Don't leave me in suspense, Robert. <laughs> well, well, I, I don't. A lot of people may not know my background, and I worked a lot in film production and theater. And my my father, who is now no longer with us, Paul Marshall, was a very famous copyright music attorney, and he had a, a series of very famous clients that I was very privileged to get to know and grow up around. And one of them was Whitney Houston, and my mother was doing and I was her photo assistant back in the early 80s before wow. Whitney was famous yeah. and we did a lot of photographs of Whitney and my mother has a book called Young Whitney which is now for sale which is the history of Whitney prior and you probably have seen a ton of these pictures that have been there and um Sissy actually came to my father and said who was known he had many clients like Clive Davis and a lot of the record companies said can you help my daughter and it was my oh, father wow. who helped set up auditions and uh, I got to be there and hang out with Whitney before Whitney was famous. And then, of course, once she became famous, it was like the world exploded. And it's it's, you know, the, the loss is tragic now. And there's always memories and with the films coming out. And the book is going to now have a documentary that's coming out in film festivals called Young Whitney in Focus, which is um, Audra McDonald is the co-producer and she's narrating this. So I was going to share that with you, Allison, because there may be some tie in. I think definitely tie in and we have to make sure that we can bring some of the story and background, I think, to this concert. Yeah. Something that we're very big at at the BSO is ensuring that you're not just coming for an amazing concert, but it's a complete experience and right. you know, how we can make that arrival and really make the most of it to make the connections to what they will hear. And again, agreed, tremendous loss to our musical community, but how fabulous that we were able to bring that music to yeah. life with the full backing of the orchestra. That's beautiful. I think that's a wonderful, wonderful, you know. That is a great story, Robert. I mean, thank you for sharing it right here and now because, and I mean, this is following the movie. It's just a couple of things you said makes me feel that the movie was pretty accurate. Did you see the movie? 
I did see the movie and, you know, history, history has its its twists and, and bends and things, depending on what what that is. Historically, Clive Davis would like to take full credit for just randomly discovering Whitney or one of his assistants. And what it was where there were several auditions, one for private stock records, and there were several offers made. And uh, Clive then came down. He had one of his fellows see Whitney at Sweetwater's where Yes, uh, Whitney was singing as backup for her mom, basically, and Sissy would say, and I'd like to introduce you to one of my backup singers, and Whitney would get out there and sing Tomorrow from Annie was one of her audition songs and, you know, <laughs> blow it out of the water. And, and everyone knew that, you know, if, if the right circumstances were to come about, this voice was going to make it. But even back then, you know, my mother talks about it in interviews that even then Whitney would say, you know, talk about the kind of house she would like to have one day. And it all it all came true. So, yeah. Wow. Carolyn, I know you're dying to ask something. <laughs> Allison, I would like to see the Baltimore Symphony accompany dancers, classical ballet, mm -hmm. same stage down in a pit or something like that, like the Kennedy Center does when we go to see ballet. It's magnificent with live music. Well, it's like you're setting me up for to be able to answer <laughs> your question and provide everything that you want and more. Uh, as I hope everyone knows, we are about to welcome a new music director, a new maestro at the BSO, Jonathan Hayward. We had, I think, captured the world's attention and imagination with his announcement last summer. He officially begins his historic tenure. He's going to be not only the only American-born music director leading a major American orchestra when he's assumes this position in the fall. He is certainly our youngest and our first music director of color. So we are so excited to have this young, dynamic, visionary leader coming and joining the orchestra, which has 108 years of history of innovation, world-class excellence behind it. But we're starting that tenure with a three-day gala celebration that includes a gala concert at our second home at Strathmore in North Bethesda, followed by a gala concert here in Baltimore, special guest, Dance Theater of Harlem, performing your <gasps> ballet choreography wow. together with the orchestra. Carol, and we got to go. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's brilliant. brilliant. That's just brilliant. Wow. You all so, are making our dreams come true. Hey, Carolyn, <laughs> ask her another question. She I know. Let's see what else I got. <laughs> okay. Are you, is, will the symphony play the 1812 overture before the fireworks? I think, yes. You yeah. can guarantee that that will be a part of the official Star Spangled Spectacular lineup. I always go to that restaurant in Ocean City where they play it at sunset. Bangers Island. Yeah, they play it for the when the sun. Yeah, you know, when the sun set. Yep. Cool. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, what I love, Allison, is uh, that the symphony took a long look. I'm pretty sure. Again, you know, with the pandemic, we all changed our way of thinking. And but you all really spread out and really have captured so many different audiences, cultures, diversities, locales. Because you know, symphony was still kind of had one kind of stereotype of an audience. Mm -hmm. And so you, you, I, I'm going to give you a lot of the credit and and those that you work with, but that you have really brought it to so many audiences. And Jonathan is fabulous. I got to meet him in person at the holiday show. And oh, he is, he's just amazing. I also got to meet Word Smith and he brings a whole nother piece to, to things. So I mean, could do for that, you know, that you could do that and that you've brought so many audiences. 
Oh, well, You've brought you. audiences to you and you have come to different audiences. So well, thank um, you, Judy. Again, it is a it is a pleasure and a privilege. And the entire Baltimore Symphony Orchestra family is so committed, right, to acknowledging that we need to be an orchestra for all, a hall for all, particularly here in Baltimore. We own this facility, and that's an incredible asset and gift that needs to be utilized even more. Robert, if the festival ever wants to have some activation happening in Baltimore, we've got a beautiful space for you, again, to this point of partnership. And this means not always, again, to this point of expecting everyone come to us. So we really are very proud of our role as the largest performing arts organization, the largest arts organization in the state. And part of that means rolling up our sleeves and going out and bringing the orchestra to the state. I think it's also tied in the BSO's roots. You know, we're the, also the only orchestra in the country that was founded as a part of its municipality. So from 1916 to 1942, the BSO was Baltimore City's orchestra. The first year, I think I found this budget, it was the entire budget was $1,500 and it was covered entirely by the city. If only that was the reality today, right? a much, today. A much easier job in the world of advancement <laughs> and fundraising. Um, Amen to that. <laughs> but I think, again, this commitment to community connections is such an important part of our DNA. It was certainly a huge part of Marin Alsop's vision and will be a huge part of Jonathan's artistic and community intentions on and off the stage. Yeah. Well, since Carolyn asked about the dance connection to both of you, I would like to ask about a particular group that I love and work with, and that is our youth. Do we have some programs or are we thinking, because I think that would be great next steps. And I don't just, I mean, youth from, you know, preschool to college, because I teach at Howard Community College, and I teach a course on the arts. Mm -hmm. And we're finally at the place where we see the power of the arts, <laughs> teaching and education. I think we're starting to cross some roads here in that. So do either of you have any ideas around that? Well, we, we did just uh, recently, actually, with, with Ian, um, a wonderful program with the Reminders, uh, a group that came in and we went to a, a number of the Howard County Middle Schools and we had the students yep. and the teachers get up and they were dancing and they were singing Yay. and they were performing. And I went one of the days, it was a pouring rain out, but I, I, I could not miss it. And watching the kids and the energy and the, 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 the participation, I was in tears. I was literally moved to tears. And the voices were so powerful. The reminders are just incredible anyway. And um, so, yes, we, we've been doing programs like that, like sponsoring with Guster, with, with the orchestra, youth orchestra, and also looking forward at, at other collaborations. But it, it, our youth in, in Howard County and, and in the whole area, it's so important we encourage these young minds. And Dave's programming is very specific in that way to include things that are just open for families as well as everyone. Uh, at Columbia Fest of the Arts. Yeah. That's right, because Ian was on our show last time and he did mention that and I just he loved did. it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to plug something. The Young Artists of America at Strathmore, are, the group with, a, with its own orchestra is premiering Hal Prince's Broadway. Mm. It's, and it's going to be on MPT television in the fall. So keep tuned to that. Carol Lehan is directing it. Right. And there's you know, lots of young students, musicians, singers, dancers in this. And it's a tribute, of course, to the great producer, Hal Prince. That's fabulous. Well, again, you both touch on such incredible talent within our young people in Howard County, across the state, in Montgomery County. If I could just add on, you know, the BSO 
um, youth and education programs is a huge also part of our history and our priority and our mission today and tomorrow. Um, speaking of young, talented musicians in Howard County, um, we also have our own Baltimore Symphony Youth Orchestras. I am not surprised, but also pleased to tout that more than 60% of those 265 student musicians are residents of Howard County. Um, so again, I think speaks to the incredible job um, that Terry Eberhardt and the team at Howard County Public Schools and others do to make the arts a part of curriculum. Symphonies like the BSO love to add on to that and to help fill those gaps, but it is so important you have a partnership coming from the county school systems and prioritizing arts and culture and access, particularly to instrumental instruction. Um, so a huge thing, we at the BSO open our doors at the Meyerhoff for midweek education concerts um, all season long um, for school groups. Uh, we're excited certainly to be bringing more of these initiatives like that music box program that's so grounded on our earliest listeners together with their families and grandparents and bring those to the stage of the chrysalis and more venues across the state. Um, and of course, we also have programs for our adult um, amateur musicians. So, you know, Judy, some of the students in your class, we do a program called BSO Academy. Another thing we're doing this summer from June, last week of June, probably welcoming 90 different adult amateur musicians from across the country for a side-by-side -side week long fantasy camp with the BSO. Wow. And they, get, they perform a final concert together that's open to the public this year. So, you know, you're, it's never, you're never too old to pick back up your instrument and you can always find a place um, on stage and in partnership with the BSO. Just when you think you know everything going on, you invite Robert Neal Marshall and Allison Burr Livingstone, and you find out that you don't listen to all this. This has been so exciting. We could go on and on, but our time is up. But thank you both for all that you do to contribute to the arts community. And uh, it, it's just wonderful because it is definitely providing connection and the connection and partnership was definitely a theme today for sure. Thank you so much. Carolyn, you have any last minute perks or questions? www.columbiafestival.org. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, guys. Yep. And www.bsomusic.org. There, there it is. So I'm going to see both of you out and about this summer for sure again. Thank you so much. And until next time, Razzle Dazzle Radio, Carol Hitchu. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Radio.